take a walk on the wild side. Said Regarding Lulu. Greg, sorry, I'm a little late coming down. I had to, I had to run. Uh, I got, you know, someone said, Dad, come quick. There's uh, some mail for you here. Opened up the mail and look at this. Four string media shirt. It's like, it's Christmas in, in springtime. It is, and it's just, it's so soft. And I gotta say, as somebody who's prone to- Was there any guitar picks in the package? Oh, guitar picks? Oh no, I don't know. I was more concerned about my my nipples chafing on the the shirt, but I gotta say, it's so soft and nice that I, that won't I, I think happen. I threw some, I really, pick, some four string media guitar picks in for you too. I appreciate that. Oh God, you know what? I think I need to go. I need to go grab. Is the that in the garbage? I need to go grab that real quick. It might be in the garbage can. Oh, all right. Well, shit. I better better go better retrieve it real quick. Well, you Hold know, on. I was busy. I was also I was lubricating uh, my my voice here, uh, getting ready for the big show. Lubricators. Uh, so, so so I could so I could get on and welcome all our metalli cats and lubators to the show today. Um, lubators. Lubators, right? Didn't <laughs> is that a word? Lubator, isn't it? I thought it was a lubator. Is that, is that what we come up with? I, th- I think we came up with two options: lubricators or oh. lubri- lubricants. Oh, okay. Lubator uh, has a completely different context. <laughs> that's that's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's a that's a compound word. <clears throat> <laughs> that may even be, I don't know. There, there may even be a verb involved in that. I don't know. I, you know, <laughs> lubating is not something, uh, I don't, that's not what we're, we're here to talk about today. We're, we're here, everyone. Hello and welcome to regarding Lulu, which is the podcast about the 2011 album Lulu by Lou Reed and Metallica. Um, it's the only podcast that we know of today on the Deep Dive Podcast Network that is, in fact, painfully going through track by track by track, listening to this album and trying to figure out, uh, is it a work of art or have have we been worked over uh, by somebody purporting to be an artist? Um, is that kind of in a nutshell what the hell we're doing here, Greg? Uh, that is our mission. That's that, our we've cho- that we've chosen to accept. Yeah, so we're not going to get into the, the Bations and, and all that other stuff. So let's just leave that all aside because we got so much else to talk about. And Greg, not the least of which being, what have you done since the last time we spoke? I think there was a gig. There was an accidental breakdown gig in Westport, Connecticut, from what I hear. Yes, correct. How did um, that go? We got to hear okay. about the gig. It was great. It was a really good gig. It was uh, one of the best gigs uh, that that's in the books. Um, and this was craft. a full accidental breakdown gig. No, was- this was um, this was a modified lineup. Okay, where we didn't have the uh, full full drum kit because this was a this was a dinner. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done this type of gig, but this is this is during this was during the dinner hour. So this was five p.m. to eight p.m. Okay. While people were having dinner, so it was a, a little bit of a lower key uh, thing, a little less volume, and and so we and, and it's a relatively tight space. Um, you can fit a drummer in it, but um, we 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 opted the last time we played there and this time to go 
without a full drum kit. So we had um, uh, a guy playing cajon, which is the uh, box oh, no, cajones right there. <laughs> which is which is a for the uninitiated. Uh, that's a similar word. Uh, but it, it's a box drum um, played so, in a similar location, very very close proximity. Yeah, well, you 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 sit on it and and it and it resides between your legs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so, but it's a lot quieter than a full drum kit. So I um, hear you. So what do you have? Maybe what it, the the space you're talking about, Greg? You occupy in what? Maybe a, a four foot triangle. Um, you know, when you see those memes that say, hey, here's the band <laughs> space and it's a little, you know, a couple of squares on the floor. Right. No, uh, is this, it, is it was pretty about? it's pretty spacious, actually, for um, for the amount of um, players that we had. And I think I might have told you this before, but the the chef and the owner at, at Basso, Chef Renato, is a conga player. Oh, that's he, right. Yes. He, he has three full size conga drums in his array and he has them all mic'd into his own PA system. So, so then the guys, the rest of the band kind of fits in around the congas is what I'm hearing. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't overstep. Uh, he oh, doesn't okay. Right, he, he, he mixed, he, he's right in there in the mix where he belongs. So okay. um, he's, he's a pro. Okay. Uh, so it sounds great. He's a great player. Uh, sounds really good. So, um, some of the time when Chef Renato was busy with other things uh, in the restaurant, um, we were playing with um, uh, an acoustic guitar, but but with amplification and, and pedals, uh, the bass and um, our flute slash saxophone player. So th that was the core. And then with a cajon player on the percussion i think i don't know if i sent you any uh, recordings uh Chaz, but uh maybe you you heard what that yeah i'm just like. playing dumb for the audience i was actually gonna play but i didn't want to embarrass you here on okay. the uh you know i know you're you're a modest guy and you know we're not yeah. here to you're saying it sounds, ourselves that way it sounds so amazing that i would i would blush because uh, <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to overstep greg with what we're trying to do here with the podcast because got it got it yeah no so it was a lot of fun Getting out there and uh, getting the band out and, and things are heating up. Okay, so what do we have to promote? Uh, we have um, now Reading Beer Company uh, in June. Uh, I think that one is coming up on June 10th, I believe, uh, at the Reading Beer Company in Reading, Connecticut. And then Ripka's by the Beach in Norwalk, Connecticut on June 16th is coming Look at up. You, and, that's coming uh, up fast. Yeah, that's coming up. And then some uh, inquiries have come in for another gig in early June for a private party. Uh, so they're, they're, the month is heating up. There could be a back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back gigs happening, Chaz. That is excellent, man. And that's what it's all about, right? I mean, you know, we're, we're doing this podcast and we're having fun talking about music because if we're not talking about music, we're making music, right? That's what guys our age do. If we're, you know, not out, I guess what? I guess what are some other things we could be doing? We could be at the velodrome. So we could be racing our bicycles. We could. You know, we could I, I do actually. We could be I, doing a uh, inline skating marathon. We could be doing inline speed skating. I do. I do inline. I'm a member of the Speed Weasels. A shout out to my man, Tone. Uh, we're actually going out. We were out this weekend. We're going out again. We're getting ready. We're going to skate Duluth this year. So I don't know if you want to go with us. You know, come on out to Duluth. All right. Cheer you, ever, you guys on. You ever on. been out there? You ever been out to Duluth? 
I have not. I've been to uh, uh, Minneapolis. Oh, well, it's close enough. You betcha. You've been there. Yeah. You betcha. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll you, betcha. you know, if you're, if you're into it, come out to the big, you know, the big lake up there. So actually, right. so the inline marathon, uh, the North Shore inline marathon still going on. And it's actually uh, a marathon. It's on the same course as Grandma's Marathon. So that's a famous kind of a feeder for the Boston Marathon. But it's uh, one of the largest interior uh, marathons in the country. Um, well, I mean, it, you know, it's 26.2 like any other. But um, uh, did you know that in fact, Duluth, Minnesota, largest inland port uh, inland uh, sea bear, seafaring port, I guess, in the world. So uh, yeah, it's where all the... trans- transporting goods uh, on ships yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a wow. fun place. No, I had business. that's a fun fact. No, I did not. It was that that big. Uh, and they've port. it is, and good in stuff. fact, you know what? They've also got like three good weeks of weather a year up there. I bet they do. You betcha. So yeah, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. Jed, <laughs> don't want to disparage you. the weather up yep. there uh, that far north, but you know, uh, yeah, I do. I'm, uh, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm partial to the sun. Uh, but anyway, yeah, September uh, in Duluth, very nice, and that's where I, I, I see uh, the Duluth Trading Company. Uh, that's right. Is, yeah, which is a nice uh, purveyor of uh, clothing. Uh, yeah, and you're not mostly men's clothing. There. Right. Clothing for for working men, and uh, <laughs> they have some they have some good ads. I'm I'm a fan of their uh, advertisements. Are you? I, I don't know. If, have you seen, check those have out. you seen the the Duluth trading ads? I'm I'm in I'm judging from the uh, the the tone of your voice. The I think you would enjoy there. them. They're a little they're a little it's risque cool. and they're they a little cheeky? over the top. Yeah. And uh, oh, risque and over the top. Wow. So they're we're bold. venturing into, <laughs> into Lugo territory. And, bold. and they're brassy. Brassy. I love yeah. these words. Okay. I better not search that on a work computer, in other words. Well, I mean, they're suitable, not for, suitable they're for, suitable for uh, all ages and public television or, uh, you know, broadcast television. But but they're, oh. they're funny. Oh. Okay. So they're, they're just cheeky. And slightly naughty. Ah, like Benny Hill. Yeah, more like Benny Hill. Yeah, but okay. you don't have to shoot. You don't have to shoot the children out of the room. <laughs> My parents never did that, and unfortunately, we're left with what we have today—a fifty-something-year-old yeah. man sitting here listening to this album called Lulu with another guy of the same age, and we're both really drawn into what is so far—I don't know proven to be a mixed media of um, uh, filth (laughs) and and, and strange ideas and some autobiography. Filth and and really overpowering metal music. Yeah. And, you know, as, as, as we've been on this journey now for what Uh, about, you know, two months, right. At this point now, yeah, two and a half months, I guess, two and a half months. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really interesting as I, you know, kind of, cause we're not, I'm not listening, you know, I'm remaining faithful to our, our mission as we're, we're, this is a journey of exploration. We're listening to this, my first time in, you know, what, 11 years, your first time ever not listening in between episodes here. So as we listen today, it's against uh, the rules, it's, it's against, against rules. our rules. And we, if, uh, and if we're we nothing. nothing we're, if not rule followers, we're not rule followers. No, we're not rule and followers. And we're fairly. But we're, but we're nothing if not fair and balanced. We're nothing. <laughs> right. Certainly, honestly, not going to go there. Right. 
because we're 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 nothing if not apolitical on this show. We we steer clear. <laughs> Here we are, like a, like asexual. But it's not well. So from a reproductive standpoint, then let's mm-hmm. see. how would that work? Let's explore, shall we? No, maybe we should. No, let's move. We've got on. so much else to talk about, Greg. So I want to say what I found out since the last time we met. Oh, is there news? There's news on your buffalo chicken wings lawsuit. So wings, you, know, you have guys? been so so like we both been so drawn into the chicken story because, as we know, we are both poultry enthusiasts that go well beyond this podcast and our. <laughs> it goes well beyond what is healthy. Chicken casts that are coming, right? Because, oh, and we even got some feedback on Nando's. Oh, yeah, I got people sending me pictures of Nando's uh, peri-peri sauce from our last episode. Uh, we, we connected with people on that one. Yeah, chicken's where it's at, Greg. So we want uh, to I, th- I think this. I think we have a direction for our future. We do, and we want to stay on top of the buffalo chicken wings. So the story is there was a response to the lawsuit. From Buffalo Chicken Wings or Buffalo. Let me let me just jump in, Chaz, quickly. Yeah. And 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 just slightly correct you. Okay. The, the name of the chain is actually Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, I have been saying Buffalo Chicken Wing. The well, the time. food that they serve is Buffalo Chicken Wings, oh. but the name of yeah. the enterprise. Oh gosh, and you know what it is? It's the it's the mental image of the Buffalo Chicken Wing. My friend used to take his shorts and you know kind of crotch himself, and, uh, and he would then the chicken wing, and he'd yeah, be dancing yeah. around singing chicken wing after crotching himself with his gym and shorts. You, and see? you can't you can't unsee that. You can't unsee this image. So the <laughs> whole time, Greg, I've been at my you know <laughs> you've been suffering. I have. It's why this has really <laughs> bothered me so much, and that's why. But know, anyway, so so the good the good people. Um, Good people at Buffalo at Wild, Buffalo Wild Wings to the lawsuit. And, and it's okay. something we hadn't reported on earlier. All right. Bring us the news. So they rep- they responded to this because now again, now so the, the lawsuit had actually just been filed in the middle of March. So when we were reporting on this initially, that was kind of breaking news. I didn't yes. realize yes. that. No, it definitely was breaking news. Yeah, and man. So we, we uh, were, we're on top of things top here, of here at the Lulu, regarding Lulu podcast, we are on top of the news. Because we're, if nothing else, we're not balanced or we're, we're no, fair. He's, we're you're balanced. saying that wrong again. <laughs> we're balanced. We're, <laughs> we we're are balanced. We're, we're fair. And we're we are balanced. fair. So what, the way we say it is we say we're nothing if not fair and balanced. Shit. That is it. You'll get it. You'll get it. I we will still have, get it. We have, what, four more episodes after this? Oh, is that it? Wow. Because, right, today we're on track. Is it six? Cheat on six, me. so we're we're track over the six. Hump. Cheat on me. What's well, what we'll be talking about eventually today, but we're not yeah, there we yet. We're over the hump, though, uh, Chaz. Do you believe it? We actually are. So this is like so the last it's all downhill. We so the last track we did. What was that? What was it called? Um, it wasn't uh, Mistress Dread. It was. It was. Oh, um, last it was one. Honey, something. It was iced I, honey, honey, baby. Yeah, Ice Tony was like the Wednesday of Lulu then. It was hump day. Okay, so that was hump day. Today we're on Cheat On Me, and that's we're, track six. We're, we're gliding into the weekend. 
We are. Well, we're astrogliding into the weekend, and I don't want to jump to conclusions or slide up on that real too too quick yet, right? Because we're not not done with the news story. We have to stay on top of the chicken oh. story again because we do know yes. poultry, chicken, that's our future. Buffalo Wild Wings, the chicken wing company, did respond to the lawsuit. And, and the lawsuit, let's revisit this. What was the lawsuit, Greg? The, the lawsuit was Illinois man basically said that the company was misleading their customers by advertising boneless meat as wings when they're not actually wings. It's just boneless meat, right? We were under the misperception uh, that somehow Buffalo Wild Wings had a boneless chicken farm that they were raising boneless chickens in, right? And that was that there, proved there to be was that first idea. That was false. That was completely false. As it turned out, but we're still, we were trying to explore it. We got a business plan, but anyway, we'll let, we won't go there. But then we thought about the whole deboned, like they deboned these chickens and we we're like, wow, well, how do you get deboned once you've been boned? Once you've been boned, <laughs> how do you get deboned? That's a, but that's a totally different subject. But on this, you, it seems like you could debone a chicken wing if you wanted to. You could. A lot of work though. And you know, that's a lot of handwork too. Can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're, you're handling so to, all yeah that. so to speak yes it you got is. your hands in that in all that meat all day right that's a lot that's a yeah, lot you got, of, that's where you get yeah you do you do and <laughs> you and, don't uh, want to do that so anyway we were thinking no. boy boneless chickens that's great but what does that look like and you know long story okay short, so that but that wasn't it that so the reality is all what? that right the reality what? is buffalo yeah. wild wings responded to the guy and said yeah it's true our boneless wings are all white meat chicken so all white chicken, meat chicken right our hamburgers they contain no ham our this is part wings, of this is part of the response that they this came is back their with? official response i am reading because these days right how does a company officially respond to anything they do it through twitter like anybody else so right? their hamburgers are their hamburgers made with ham dude no ham in the hamburgers and get this yeah. no friggin buffalo in the buffalo wings Zero percent buffalo, according so to so sue them. Is that what they're saying? Like, dude, there's no ham, it's like and no they're buffalo? inviting more lawsuits. I'm smelling two more lawsuits, dude, because now <laughs> I'm not down with the ham thing. I didn't say I'm all cool with the, the white meat chicken because we yeah. know that's the prime cut. But when you get a hamburger, you want it to be ham. I want my damn ham. I'm paying for <laughs> hamburger and buffalo wings with no buffalo, dude. That doesn't even need to be said. I didn't even know buffaloes could fly. Jeez. Well, that's the other thing, man. We they didn't even mention that, that they don't even have wings. Now, hello, the itself is false advertising. Taz, t correct me if I'm wrong, but you're from Colorado, aren't you? Aren't you I living am, in Colorado? Man. Yeah. Not originally. I know originally you're an East Coaster. But, that's right. But I'm but transplanted you're a tr here a long time. You transplanted to Colorado uh, quite a while ago. Out in Colorado, do they have such a thing as Rocky Mountain oysters? They do, man. They fry those up. Those are real. Yeah, those are something and else. and are, is there any oyster in there? Yeah, no. Is there any oyster fishy. in there? They don't smell fishy, but they're kind of fishy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that white I sauce. That, I guess those are not Rocky on the Mountain menu. Oysters. Those What's aren't that? on the menu at Buffalo Wild Wings, but um, that you yeah, can add finger that looking list, good. Right? You don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, what are you saying? 
you know, you know, finger looking good when it comes to your Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> so they, they, they come from a certain part of the buffalo. So you are, in fact, correct. There is a delicacy called a Rocky Mountain oyster. And, and it, it is, no in oyster. fact, a buffalo testicle. Yes, sir. You heard it here first. So anyway. Good stuff. Looper. Okay. Back. All right. Is there any more news, Jazz? No. So, uh, Greg, we um, have exhausted the news feature. So I think so have- that's our update, right? So Buffalo Wild Wings, it's true. It's all true. So does the lawsuit even move forward at this point, Greg, is kind of my question. Yeah. I mean, may- maybe it'll be thrown out. Maybe it'll be dismissed. You know? So there's there's basically been, been no... That, that, uh, I think they pretty much... Um, you know, with this with this bit bit of information that they've put out, I I think they've pretty much taken that that whole case apart, right? Yeah, the hamburgers, man. no ham. The buffalo wings, no buffalo. So, uh, I don't know. It seems like it's pretty much open and shut at this point. Well, at this point, the suit is accusing Buffalo Wild Wings of violating the Illinois Consumer Fraud and Deceptive Business Practices Act. So, along with that, a breach of uh, express warranty and common law fraud. So it seeks an undisclosed amount of punitive damage. It has not been dismissed yet. Uh, There have been other lawsuits of this kind filed in the past. Um, So we'll actually see where it goes. Um, We're going to stay on top of it. It's ongoing, but I I really think we need to at this point. It's just become a staple and a fixture here regarding Lulu. Doing our best to stay on top of the meatless chicken wing controversy well no it's not meatless there's it's made of chicken oh wait i'm totally confused now what do we oh right boneless now that i think that would be that would be a a lawsuit that would have some (laughs) that would be legs if i can use that term uh uh some chicken (laughs) legs because if they had been putting sort of a a non-meat uh vegetable substitute in the um in the wings that would be. I think. I think that uh, the uh, plaintiff here would have a case. Uh, that would. I think that would 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 actually be pretty successful. But like uh, complaining that the that the, the the boneless wings are a better quality of meat than the wing. I think that's a tough sell. Yeah, and you know, I mean, where would the other thing go? Buffalo veggie wings. I don't know that you'd get. Not a you lot know, of takers for that. Right? I don't I don't know that the well the crowd to that kind of restaurant would be sitting there listening to Metallica watching Metallica you know, probably wouldn't uh, even allow WWF their music to be... on the televisions, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think Metallica would allow their music to be played in, in an establishment selling vegetarian wings. Right? Yeah, especially if they were selling them under false pretenses. Because as we know, the boys are hunters and they they kill their food. Or at least James does. Yeah. Okay, you might not know that. You're not no, a huge Metallica that, but, fan. But they, yeah, they strike me as uh, carnivores. <laughs> they certainly are. As we've discussed, I think they could demolish a plate. As Hunters, gatherers. Yeah. All that. And so, well, you know what, too? So leading back to Metallica and all things regarding Lulu, this week, uh, again, now, I don't know if it's because, you know, we're doing this podcast and I talk about this band and this album in front of my phone a lot, but I'm getting a lot of news feeding into my social media feeds uh, randomly about Metallica and about Lou Reed. And occasionally the two combine and it's a story about Lulu. 
And yet again this week, there was another story in my feed, this time out of loudwire.com. Metallica bassist Rob Trujillo talking on Rock Talk again with uh, Mitch LaFon and uh, talking about the writing process, uh, working with Velvet Underground leader Lou Reed on the much maligned 2011 project Lulu. And uh, Rob's comment on it was it was an interesting journey. And basically what he said through this interview um, was that it was um, it was a creative journey for them um, and love it or hate it. It was something that they enjoyed doing. They embraced it. Um, And that, you know, he was basically saying that Lou is the kind of guy that he was a no holds barred kind of artist. And um, and that's what uh, got a lot of, uh, I guess, energy from the guys. Right. Um, but he, he said basically that working with him, it was sometimes it was amusing and sometimes it was difficult, but it was always um, uh, in a good way. It wasn't difficult in a bad way. They learned a lot and it really changed kind of how they approach songwriting, which I think has now kind of come out. And as we've seen um, in the past couple of weeks here, as many of us have been getting to listen to more of the new Metallica album, 72 Seasons, and kind of noticing I, at least I am, how different it is from prior Metallica records, even records that have come out kind of post-Lulu. I think this is like, it's so introspective. It's so um, revealing. It's so uh, in in places um, naked and bare um, and not in ways that uh, this band has done that before. Um, but I would say that they've definitely, you know, as we had had an earlier conversation talking about has this band grown and matured. I originally said, you know, prior to the new record, I hadn't really thought so. And they were kind of doing the talking about the same things that, you know, it's kind of like we have been, you know, uh, for like 30 or 40 the kind years. of things that 14 year olds talk about. Yeah. You know, exactly. The heavy metal, you know, stuff of, of, of old and of, um, you know, lore, but really these guys, you know, they've, they're uh, much more introspective, much more personal, um, still doing a lot of the same, you know, employing a lot of the same methods and techniques of classic metal um, and sounding very much like classic Metallica from a music standpoint. But um, very much, uh, you know, the, the lyrics and, you know, what we're getting just in terms of open kind of, um, you know, revealing looks into the artist's. Um, as people, just uh, kind of unprecedented. So um, again, I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, spending so much time around my devices talking about these things, and so I'm getting these things coming into my feed. Uh, but just really interesting as we continue, Greg, on our journey here uh, into Lulu. Right? I think I sent you a clip uh, earlier that had um, actually had Lou Reed. Uh, and Metallica, kind of the same article that I read, but it was like one of these TikTok uh, or uh, uh, I don't know what they're called, scrollies or uh, what are they called? Um, uh, the 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 features. I, I feel like I sound like an idiot here. I don't know. The, what are they called? Reels. That's it. Reels. On yeah. Facebook. Reels or TikToks or whatever. But like, you know, people getting real creative. And so I think it's really interesting. A lot more people learning about Lulu. So I think, you know, we could go on about all these other subjects like we always do. We could take other people's suggestions or I think we can just continue on with our format, um, keeping in mind that, you know what, there are other ways to do this. Uh, we've just, we've chosen There's more than one way to debone a chicken, right? <laughs> 
as we as we know, you know, it's uh, you can either be all in about being boneless up front. Yeah. Do that deboning. Do that a, work. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. That's what I always say. Or, you know, a deboning in the back room, you know, like we talked about in that other restaurant where they were listening. Yeah, I know, I, you, had a, you, had a, uh, you had a bad I, experience, right? Jeff? I don't uh, want to. I've been there. I don't want to go there. Yep. So, yeah. But <laughs> you don't relive that. Right. We're done with it's, that. Done with that. The horror. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're going to get into something we don't know is it horror or is it is it you know uh is it glee are we right dancing? is it is it pumping blood or is it iced honey we don't know is which it, way it's going okay so there's a spectrum here we've kind of developed now okay is that it so for you that's those are kind of the extremes at this point <laughs> yeah okay we've or, or mistress dread with the the blood whip what is it called <laughs> the blood lash you know something? what yeah i was gonna implement that at work what do we call it the blood strap but uh, the blood strap that's yeah it. that strap. i ran that by the folks in hr they didn't really see a lot of merit they did, they wanted to know where where are you hmm. really bringing value from your team so, so that you're saying that was frowned upon by the it was, uh, folks yeah, in uh, resources? frowned upon pretty heavily yeah uh, well was, it, you know that's a shame because i think that would have been effective keeping the, well, the team in line keeping them you know there and and there were a focused. couple other things described in that work that i think would have equally have been uh valuable um but you know i i think at this point i i will lean uh more toward the side of um mitigating risk and uh trying to cut losses and just not even go there that's but that anyway where i will go with you I, you don't I need a lawsuit. The last thing you need is 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 to be like the folks at Buffalo Wild Wings and 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 be faced with a, a lawsuit. You know what? Because I don't want that Buffalo chicken wing thing in my face any you know any more than you do. Mm -mm. That whole that whole image that whole thing. So yeah, if it's a lawsuit or if it's a an image of that that terrible dance, I don't want to think about it. But I will think about this album yet another time with you, and particularly. Another track, this one called Cheat On Me. It's the sixth track from Lulu by Lou Reed and Metallica. I think, you know, like we typically do, we should just cut and jump right into the song. Let's get into it. All right, here we go. Starts kind of quiet. This song is 11 minutes and 26 seconds long. You're like a golf announcer just with a whisper. Golf clap. He grabs his Amazon driver bottle. I think you missed your place. You could have been you could have been a really amazing golf announcer. <laughs> Cinderella Boy, here at the Masters, now about to become the Masters champion, out of nowhere, That's former right. groundskeeper. That's right. <laughs> oh, he got all of that one. It's in the Shoot hole. The it's in the hole. <laughs> Tears in his what eyes, yes. What the hell is going on with this song? 
See, we I just have to add a little a little more interest just to keep the, the audience engaged because the song's not going anywhere, Jazz. Keep us going. Sounds like an Irish wake. Yeah, a little bit Celtic or something, right? Yeah. But now there's some... Turn it up Weird tonal stuff. Some weird tonal stuff going on. Yep. No melody here. Warming up over tones. Well, I guess I guess that's melody. Kind of a different direction for the board, huh? This is really curious. Yeah. Why do you cheat on me? Why do I cheat on thee? Why do I cheat on me? Why do I cheat on me? passionate heart it can tear us apart I have the loves of many men but I don't love any of them why do I cheat on me why do I cheat on me Why do I cheat on thee? Why do I cheat on me? Why? Why do I cheat on me? Why? Come on! Why do I cheat on me? Okay, <laughs> so, oh boy, I think that's a record for, regarding Lulu, it's the longest we've let a track run. Um, the reason I did that is, well, thinking about what we were talking about earlier, what our friends were describing, but two, wanting it to go just a little bit more just to see where this was going, because I was starting to feel like I was hearing about Lulu there. I was mm-hmm. starting to feel that this was another song about Lulu. Well, also, there was, to be fair, there's about two minutes of instrumental uh, well, introduction in that tune where there was no, we hadn't gotten in, into Lou's uh, lyrics at all. So, 
Uh, At this point, I haven't even decided if I'm going to go back and cut that out, Greg. So, I mean, you know, we'll, we, 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 and then there was a, a, like a little bit of a Caddyshack vamp. I don't know what that was about. (laughs) I don't even know where we were there. Yeah. But I was just so, you know, I was listening to you and you were just talking so gently over that instrumental prelude. And, and you just, I mean, I, 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 for a moment there, I felt like I was watching the masters and you were the announcer. You were. Because your voice was so soft. You had me ready to such go. like almost a whisper, and, and I felt to, like I was at the Masters just I'm listening ready to. to uh, I don't know Jim Nance or something. Call the call the uh, tournament. Lou Reed deserves the green jacket, and Lars Ulrich was there to caddy the ball across the green. No, I don't know. <laughs> you're, but anyway, you're doing it again, Chad. I'm sorry, I'm slipping into it. Now you're you're making you're me slipping go there. into your Jim Nance impersonation. <laughs> Yeah, but we've got lyrics to discuss. What the hell is this song about? Well, you were why so you were feeling why a little do you bit cheat of Lulu, on me? right? Why do I cheat on me? That's int- that's a great line, I think. Why do I cheat on me? Yeah, because you always think of right. So somebody's cheating; they're almost by definition cheating is on someone else. Yep. And 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 so why do I cheat on me? It's so interesting. Why do I cheat on me? Why do I cheat on thee? Why do I desecrate me? Why do I cheat on me? Why do I cheat on me? So that's, yeah. So this theme. Can I bring up another point? Uh, yes. One of the lyrics on here that you didn't, uh, I don't think you recited just now is, I have the loves of many men. And certainly Lulu, that describes Lulu to a T, that she has the loves of many men, right? Right. And and what does it say right after that? But I don't love any of them. And that's that seems to be uh, probably on on target for Lulu as well. Yes, but you know what? To me, what's even more telling, Greg, the, the lines right before that, I have a passionate heart. It can tear us apart. So I think there were times in all of the relationships that were described for us in Lulu where she was into the relationship for a while. There was passion there. She was into it, but at a point, she's not anymore. And so that same passion that puts her into it can tear it apart. So maybe, you know, maybe that's... And, and her- her passion, I don't think it, we should read as just um, romantic passion. No, but exactly not. She she's she has passions in her that can drive her to violence. Exactly. So it, it can tear us apart, and it can it actually can do worse than that. That's where I was going. You are with me, my friend. We are tracking today. All right, we got a lot long. We got a lot. We got a lot of road to travel here. Let, let's hit play. It's a long one. It's a long one. Let's go. But hey, at least now I wanted to say I I I want I didn't want to stop it because they were sliding into a good groove there. It was like really starting to develop into a cool song. I like the way the song was developing. In other words, yeah. like the way this was building. So, um, and in fact, maybe why don't we just and I th- I thought that the the musical um, the, the music uh, yeah. intro intro section the prelude section was nice and I liked the way they built it. Yeah. It, it, so and then I got, started bringing like, in yeah, some bass and uh-huh. then started bringing in some kick drum and yeah. then finally bringing in some little distorted guitar sound. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. You got it. And now the groove is forming. And so that's why I rebounded just a little bit here to get back into as they're forming the groove so we can slide back into the cool sounds of cheat on me. Golf Super clap, sweet. golf clap. Come on. Come on. Why do I cheat 
this. Yes. Well then, fuck. Then there's that. So no, I don't know why they thought that was important, but here we go. I spit upon you and changed my mind I have many hearts to break And many, many, many more to take Let the light of stars pour out Like a candle In a spout let the wick recede and break Let the starlight radiate why do you cheat on me? Why do Why I cheat do on I me? Why do I cheat on me? Why do I desecrate me? Have you changed your place? Are you still in the same spot? We still, this is Lulu? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't. Have you changed your place? Yeah, this is Lulu. Yeah, I, I still think it's Lulu. Um, yeah, it's a little weird. So that's James is the coming in with that second. That vocal. why do I cheat on me? I mean, that is just, I mean, there's, he sounds like, you know, like a, dog that's like had a nail driven through its paw he also at times to me doesn't even sound like he's quite in key so i know what is that they could have they could have uh, fixed and, that i guess maybe lou said no let's just let's just leave that out of key and we'll just just you know press on well okay so here's the thing right greg so as i was reading that article um that uh you know rob Trujillo talking about working with these guys um, Lou was that kind of guy, right? So Rob was saying that there's, you know, things would happen in the studio that would just kind of blow their mind. And, you know, um, that he was saying that the band learned a lot more about embracing spontaneity working with him. Um, and he said that there were some, some magic moments at times stuff would happen. Uh, you know, you'd be tracking and then there'd be this um, improvisational moment and, um, you know, they, they would just kind of press record Lou would just record it and be done and there'd be no revisiting, right? So as we said, some of the other tracks, the guys were talking about in between takes or what they thought would be in between takes, like they could do things differently. And Lou was like, nope, one and done. And so this to me sounds like something was attempted and right. They, he said, no, we're not fixing that. <laughs> we're not going back because I'm with you. Why would you put that out? I mean, it's, it, uh, yeah. I, uh, if I, if I was producing the song, uh, I would say, no, that's not working. We got to no. we got to either you got to sing it better or we got to try something different. Yeah. But. Yeah. And but too, you know what I'm also noticing and there's a lot of music underneath this. 
this one track in particular, I'm hearing a lot of other instruments, Greg. I'm hearing like a, a violin. I'm hearing, I don't know. I thought I was hearing like a squeeze box or something, but I'm hearing like a lot of what I would call like those Celtic kind of instruments oh. still going on underneath all of this. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. So in I fact, there are a bunch of other musicians credited on the record. So it wasn't just them. There okay. were other folks around too. So yeah. I can just imagine what the scene looked like, right? It must have been crazy. Um, yeah. I, I, um, I think one thing that I, I would say about this track is, is um, uh, unlike Iced Honey, which the last track that, that we listened to last time, which was really a departure, I think, on the album, it, it, it it had a different groove. It wasn't wasn't that 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 he that heavy metal Metallica thing going on. It was more of a rock and roll thing, and and Lou was singing it like he would more like on on his his own songs. Yeah, and it had 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 the lyrics had melody to them. Yeah, and, and some harmony. And this is back to what we what we heard on the first four tracks. More just. Lou just sort of, you know, reciting almost these these uh, lyrics or, or or poetry or whatever over the the dirge of Metallica, you know, just uh, you know. Uh, so it was it was well at this point though it's not just the dirge of Metallica now there's others involved. Yeah, yeah. There's there's more going on here. This is there's a, some bagpipes broader soundscape. Maybe some bagpipes. I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought I heard some bagpipes too. But hey, guess what? To your point on the track we heard prior to this one, guess what was the second single released from Lulu? Ice Honey Baby. Ice Honey Baby. Kind of find that out in retrospect. So I don't know. It's that's not necessarily us kind of going back and doing a retraction or a revision, but that is um, bringing more value to a previous uh, story. So you didn't know. Hey, we can we can revisit, right? We can always go back. That's gonna kind of be the whole point, I think. We just we, can't go forward. As, as we well, we we seem to not be able to at times, but we've we made will that now. pledge. Well, I'm gonna hit that play button. But I just think you know, as we kind of um, you know uh, get get going again here, um, we're definitely I I well I say definitely. I feel like we are still we are now in another uh exploration of lulu so we'll see where there's still we're about halfway through the song at this point so we'll see where it goes lyrically well, that one sounded more in key than the last couple times he's getting there cheat on me why do i piss my dreams oh, that's because that's what it is i have the drive i got the scope if i if i if i could 
I give you a rope, your love means zero to me. I'm a passionate less wave upon the sea. Passionate less wave upon the sea. Why, why, why did you cheat on me? Why, why? All right, I, I didn't want to stop it because I feel like we're getting into some kind of interesting part here, but yeah, this is Lulu. I don't see it as anything else. And maybe maybe some introspectum, in, intro, introspectum, introspective. Uh, introspection? Introspection, maybe, you know, toward the end of life. Oh, by Lou, yeah. By Lou. Why do I piss on my dreams? Yeah. Because I don't know, I mean, was Lulu, do you ever think Lulu was pissing on her dream? Well, I guess every everything she did, I guess, yeah, I guess everything she did kind of pissed on her dreams, kind of painted Yeah, I don't think her, her dream was to be a, a hooker in, uh, no. in, in London. Yeah, I guess you're right. So in that sense, yeah. So, so she probably, if she was, she didn't seem to be a particularly um, reflective type of personality, but if she did some, some self-evaluation, uh, she probably would have not felt like she she really uh charted the best course for herself well maybe but then too i've got the drive i've got the scope if i if i if i could give could i give you a rope your love means zero to me i'm passionless wave upon the sea i mean this says to me like this is somebody who's aware of like that they're you know like a a force right that they're uh somehow in control of something i have the drive i got the scope could give could i give you a rope so what's that like you could hang yourself you know what i mean i mean i'm just thinking like it's a, a kind of a mix of things here but i've definitely in the school uh that this is lulu doesn't doesn't the beginning of the the lyric at the beginning say that she's passionate I have a passionate heart. I have a passionate heart. And now, now later on, tear us apart. Passionate less. I'm a passionate less wave upon the sea. Passionate less wave upon the sea. So I think it's flipped. I mean, at the beginning, she was a passionate person, but now, um, why? Well, you know, maybe maybe it's just an evolution that that you know, as her life went on, she she kind of pissed away her dreams, and now she's her passion. Oh well, yeah. You Which know I think is probably right. that kind of fits with the story. I think that's true. I think she was sort of like, you know, this sucks, but you know, whatever. I'll just sort of go on. Because what? Well, else or you know, do? oh, woe is me. What have I done? What have I done? Oh, well, yeah, I see. Yeah, right. So it's I think like it, a yeah, self-loathing, self-realization. Life, life kind of beat a little bit of the passion out of Lulu. I would say. Okay. Right okay. Yeah. Yeah. She'd been through some things and, and, and life was not so good anymore. She'd had her highs and she got her lows. And she certainly took a few people even lower. <laughs> um, six feet under? Six feet under, yeah. Pushing up subterranean daisies. problem. So, yeah, I think, and, and with where what, what, was, what sounded like it was building sonically there, I think we're about to get beaten up and taken lower. So I don't know. Yeah, by the look of the lyrics coming up, just uh, <laughs> looking ahead. Here it comes. Lou's gonna yeah. like just. Uh, you want? You want? You want to give us a little, little bit of a, a beat, a beaten down. You want? You want to go get your special time helmet, Greg? And <laughs> you wanna, yeah. hold on a minute. Here we go. Put it on. Put the helmet on. 
All right, I'm ready. Okay, so it goes from James Hetfield cheating on himself. Well, I got nobody else. And then it's Lou again. Why do you cheat on me? So now it's why do you cheat on me? So this is, is this the first place in the song where this becomes a question? Oh, no, no, no. no. Why do you cheat no, on me? It, it's been asked before. It's, it, it's, and okay. it seems yeah. to be, it's mostly, it's why do you cheat on me? And then for every why do you cheat on me, it's, why do I cheat on me? Why it's do like, I cheat? You on get me. like five. Why do I cheat on me? So yeah, it's mostly that question. Why do I cheat on myself? Yep. But yep. also, why do I cheat on you? A little. Yep. Bit. So you're right. Yeah. I think this is her coming to the end of it, going, "Geez, what have I done?" Why do I cheat, 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 cheat on me? Why do I cheat on myself? Well, 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 I really. Why do you cheat on me? Why do you cheat? Cheat on me. Why do you cheat? Oh, me. Why do you Okay, so ah, uh, what I wouldn't what, say it's a vocal tour de force uh, by either of them. Wow, Grammys were not knocking on their door that year. I don't think best vocal performance uh, by anyone with testicles. Uh, no, I mean this was just horrible. Wow, I'm sorry. There's no other way to say it. So. As we're sitting here suffering through this, I'm just kind of, you know, just like looking over at my other screen and there's this paragraph standing out, uh, staring at me here. Um, and I just can't help but think that it's germane, right? So yeah. at some point, Lou Reed was quoted as saying that everything that they did here was cut live. Us staring at each other playing. <laughs> I mean, so then it's like, you know, the problem of the you know, recording was problematic at times. Um, at one point, Ulrich admitted that Lou Reed challenged him to a street fight, 
while they were uh, recording this record. Um, I can't I can't imagine that this was one of those songs that they were sitting around doing a kumbaya. I would imagine this is everyone sitting around looking at each other going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, they're doing the same thing here for like what a minute, two minutes. I mean, musically, right? And 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 three minutes. I'm sorry, but the way he's the way James is. I I I, I the point counterpoint of Lou Reed and James. Just, but 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 he's like like you said. I mean, there's no one like and and it very it does sound to me like this was just the tape was rolling. There's no editing. Yeah. This is just yeah. is what it is. If Nobody you miss the notes, oh, I'm out, dude. Yeah. Are you listening? You have monitors in your ears. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a, that's a good point. Maybe the monitors broke. Who knows, dude? If, did they even have them? I mean, if they were just playing live, they might have just had little. They needed know, a little auto monitors at their feet. Little auto tune, maybe. Jazz would have helped on this one. Oh my god! Wow. Well, I could certainly see challenging somebody to a street fight. Sitting around, I feel like challenge somebody to street fight after listening to this. I tell you what, man, how the hell did you get me into this? I can't. I'm going to come out there to Westport. Don't make me come out there, Chad. <laughs> I got to bring my toolbox there, jerky. <laughs> hey, all right, let, let's try and get through this. Uh, oh wait, my computer wants to restart. Should I allow it now? <laughs> Maybe I'll put it to sleep for four hours. Let it go. All right, let's hit the play button and try and get through this thing. Oh god, or your computer restarts. Oof. Yeah. Not This just seems like the most bizarre kind of duet you could ever see. I mean, I just can't imagine the two of them looking at each other. Cheat on. Why do I cheat on you? Because I really got nobody. I mean, what the? Uh, I'm sorry. I digress. Oh my. 
I feel like actually, Chaz, I don't know if you're going to disagree with me. I, they, they almost started to get something going in that very last section. Of, exactly um, where I was. The young once. Yes. And, and, you know, Lou got the lyrics kind of going. I think yep. James kind of was starting to find his groove in there. And, and, and then they kind of brought it to a tight ending. And I kind of liked your love means zero. Your love means zero. Uh. It was brutal. I really think the song was coming together there like it had a little earlier, but I really liked the groove when they were and I, I'm, I'm only young ones coming into that. I really liked where the music went there. The only thing I didn't like was when James came back with the call response in that verse. I didn't, I mean, it was just kind of like in the background, he wasn't really kind of responding mm-hmm. to anything there. It was no, more like was, this, yeah, just as back, you can yeah. see in the written lyrics, it's very poetic what that is there. It didn't come across that way because I thought Reed was on, he was like on a good roll, you know, where most have passion. I've got a whole, I want lovers like the rain, so many of them, so much the same. Why? I mean, you know, where that was going was great. Yeah, I think it started. You say you love me. I know it's true, but I don't love you. Yeah. I, yes. I really like where it zero, was musically at that part. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, it, it definitely... It's so long and there's so much like not good stuff going on for so much time. That it's hard <laughs> Let's to just tell it like it is. There's just, yeah, so much it's hard to get to good it going but, on. Uh, you know what this song could have used is some, some good editing, you know, and that's it. Right. So many times you hear like on, on the worst albums by your favorite bands, it always comes down to, they could have used a producer on that one. It's usually during those periods of overindulgence, right. Where, you know, they could have used somebody to come in and stop the artist in their vision, <laughs> make it a little more accessible. Um, and, you know, not that that would have happened with either one of these artists at that point in either of their, yeah. you know, and, careers, and, and, and right? you know, you have to, we have to ask ourselves, uh, you know, what was the point, you know, what are they, what are they trying to accomplish? And, and, and to some degree, I think the fact that the song drones is part of, the vision and and yeah. the, the yeah, fact yeah. that the song is long and interminable is part of the vision uh for the song so you know it's not like they'd be like oh yeah you're right yeah we could just edit this baby down and it would be really tight and and good i mean that's not what they were going for so no, i know clearly not but but for us as the listener you know um it's it's a lot to ask of us and and um we probably would have been a little happier with, with something that was edited down a little bit. I think we probably would. Well, have. Uh, we would have happy with some other edits too. I'd tell you what, they could have cut that whole section out right before this one. They could have cut the whole first. Um, let's see. We got 11 minutes. What? So they could have cut the first nine minutes and just left us. Well, I re- I, as I said, I liked that. I thought the intro was pretty good. The, <laughs> no, they were the musical. Yeah. Yeah interspersed i did like the beginning i thought it was different it was um i liked the way they came in um i didn't like oh that middle section there and there were like some of the riffs in the background i liked that part where they had metallica with the other um you know with the other instruments it was different the, the celtic musicians the celtic stuff um but yeah when it came back i really liked where they went at the end um yeah. but that, that definitely felt like the strongest besides the intro i think the yeah. intro and the the end were the best parts they, yeah. they bookended it 
They they did. They kind of did, right? Which yeah, and and to me, right? You know, yes, that whole idea of the the drone coming back, right? So I mean, right? What was it? The the view that was the song where it was the the drone, right? Um, that, that the Ebo. Yeah, the the bees. You know, it sounded like bees. The bees, um, the swarm of bees. The swarm of bees. Yes. So but, you um, know, the the dismount, uh, as 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 the drummer in my band uh, always reminds me, the dismount is is crucially important in a song, right? Well, and you, so do you think this is the one where they ended up where they ended up getting into a fist fight at the end? I didn't think it actually. It didn't end where I thought it was going to end. No, it, it, and I, I think it, it didn't end where the drummer thought it was going to end. <laughs> so maybe that was the song, dude. Maybe that was so funny that I just happened to turn my head over to that monitor to see that quote there that Lars said. Yeah, at one point they were getting challenged to a fist to fisticuffs. Yeah, um, Lars, so I, Lars might have been upset because he he was ready to he thought he was he was ending the song and then and then Lou threw another verse at him. <laughs> Or maybe he thought it was starting one. Maybe they thought they'd finally gotten to it. And now you're going to end it? We just got somewhere. Because maybe the whole point, like in somebody's mind out there on the floor with the music, was to get to where they were musically by that last point, right? I mean, it, this might have been one big improvisational jam, you know? And then they like, ah, it finally all came together. And it's brilliant, man. And then what? We're done. I mean yeah. that that's happened to me before. I've wanted to strangle people. I feel yeah. like on most of the t- the tunes on the tracks on this album when they finish the lyrics, they tend to have another minute of jamming, right? They just yeah, kind of jam right. their way out of the tunes on most of them. Yeah. But on this one, they finished the lyrics and it was like one, you know, f- three seconds left. That was it. They shut it down. They didn't it. stick it, you know, which is right. So in some ways it, it was a little bit neither here nor there. They didn't, right. they didn't go, your love means zero to me. Bum, bum. Bam. You know, they, right. they went, your love means zero to me. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> you know, and it was like a little bit of well, like, then a drone. Yeah, it was like it was like Lars didn't know they were were ending, but then they sort of ended. And but they also didn't do like, you know, like the way they've been jamming out the end of the tunes. They didn't do that either. So it was it was a little bit awkward, I thought, the ending. But it was it was it was OK. They didn't stick it. I mean, the Russian judge no. wouldn't give him a 10 for that. No, and I still got to say, even like with everything we're describing here, we're we're talking about a finished piece of music, but it still it, it still to me that it, it feels like a demo. It just feels like that that was like a work to get to something. You know, that didn't seem to me like the finished work. You know what I mean? So I just it it I get it. You know, I get with the, you know the press, like you know, and, and Rob saying, yeah, we one and done, and all that kind of stuff. And he's an artist, and that's the vision, and that's what art is. You know, and I know that was Lou's, you know, thing. It's like, that's what makes it art is that we did it one time, you know? Um, And I I saw it it is what it is, but you're right. It feels, it feels rough and it feels unfinished. And it does. It does. It feels like almost a draft of what the final work could be. And I'm sorry, but can you, can you say that about any masterwork, Greg, that it would contain elements of what you would think would be draft composition? Maybe, and in the strict maybe. sense of a that's an interesting question that's an interesting question i don't know the answer to that off the top of my head and, and and normally you know most masterworks you would probably say don't have any of that characteristic right? they feel finished right 
Right. They feel finished. They feel like the artist had intent. They took the time and the care to, you know, craft this work to make sure that it was in fact finished and representative of their vision. But you know what? I mean, if that's, I guess if if Reed's vision of, of finished is what this is, then yeah, well, I mean, I, I, what are we to say? Probably, what we, we could to say? probably we could probably find other examples. I think it's such an interesting question of yeah. of, of work that is considered to be master you know, work, really right? really great art, where the fact that at least to some degree it feels unfinished in draft or form, partially yeah. finished yeah. or rough is 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 okay and is part of what makes it great so okay i don't know that that that's mutually exclusive um and I, what came to my mind because of of lou reed is uh andy warhol and 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 some of the things that he did in his yeah. uh, art and you know it, it certainly wasn't all polished that's true it's not and you know here's the bottom line at the end of the day this album, as of March 2023, Lulu, guess how many copies? You know, Greg, we can do something like my friends over at the podcast will rock. We can play um, uh, the, the what is it, the Price is Right uh, price match game. So let's get closest to the number without going over how many copies of Lulu have been sold since its release in October of 2011. So Closest when it was released, it was a time when it was it during uh, mostly CDs or was it mostly streaming at that point? Uh, oh, geez. That's a tough question, man. I don't know. That's a good question. I bought a I CD. Feel like, and yeah, I, but I I'm an like, old guy, right? So, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think I had Spotify in 2011. I certainly think I had something, whether yeah. it was Apple Music. Maybe I didn't have Spotify. Maybe I was still using iTunes. I think I was, and I think I was still buying music, whether it was iTunes or CDs. Uh, I certainly was, um, but like not like I do today. Today I buy music by having a subscription to Spotify. That's typically how I buy music, unless I'm buying a vinyl record, you know, on Record Store Day or something. For yeah, for collectors' items. Right, exactly. But other than that, I pay my subscription fee, and you know, um, all respect to the artists who are starving using Spotify. But that's our model today, right? So that's what it right. is. Um, so what it, where where are you getting? Is this like a Billboard number, or what are you looking? So at? yes, so these would be like units sold. So these would be units. So consider them sales units. I would okay. probably consider them CDs. I'm going to say uh, 50,000. Oh, no. They did a little better than that. Okay. A little better than that. But you're the only one playing the game. And I guess you win, Greg, because you didn't go over. Closest. You're the closest without going without over. Without going over. And that number, 280,000 copies. So I don't know how many have streamed the thing. Um, although I would imagine we could go uh, look at the uh, statistics on Spotify and maybe understand that. Um, but it looks like, no, they don't even list the statistics of how many people have streamed this hour and 27 minute dirge called uh, Lulu. 10 songs put out by Lou Reed and Metallica in 2011. What well, we've been torturing ourselves through, we've now, Greg, believe it or not, completed what many consider to be disc one. So we have gotten through six tracks, 39 minutes, 50 seconds of ear bleeding torture at this point. So I would say after track six, buddy, now I'm kind of leaning back more toward where I was, although I can appreciate some of the aspects of the art 
<laughs> and I can appreciate where some of the music started developing. And I can appreciate you, you still, some of what call he's into trying to question, do. Uh, uh, David Bowie's judgment that this. I is own, yeah. So right, yeah. I just don't know that any of Bowie's work. I don't know of anything that Bowie's that I would say I would consider a demo or draft that wasn't put out as such. And I don't think they did that. I don't think anyone in Bowie's camp. And now I don't know. I haven't gone out and bought best of packages and stuff like that because I've got like Bowie records. But like, you know, like most artists have been doing for the past, what, 20, 30 years when they reissue an album, they'll put like, you know, a deep track or they'll put the demo version of the song. So I don't know if if uh, David Bowie's estate has done that kind of stuff, but I don't off the top of my head. I can't recall anything that I would hear of David Bowie's in draft form. So, I mean, I just, so you're you know, saying the whole that they wouldn't like just do the demo and just put all the demo tracks out as the finished and, album. and call it genius and think, you know, I mean, just because I'm Lou Reed and I'm Metallica and I do this, that it's a masterwork and it's genius or because mm -hmm. I'm Lou Reed at this point. So I don't think, well, I, maybe Bowie kind of alluded to, maybe it would be considered Metallica's too. And two, we, we did hear that perhaps it was maybe even a slight or a jab. <laughs> it might have even been David Bowie poking fun at yeah. his friend Lou beyond the grave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, at this point, man, I'm not hearing masterpiece at all. I'm I respect the art, but at this point, six tracks, one album side through with four more to go. Not uh, not putting it on for well, well maybe is it fair to say that Lou Lou and the boys have have some ground to make up if they want to get to the finish line as a masterpiece. Well, yeah, I would say that that's a fair statement. And you know as well and better than I do that we are what? Fair. We're, we're nothing if not fair. We're nothing if we're not and balanced. fair. And balanced. And balanced. <laughs> and right. We are always right, right? We're always balanced. Balanced, okay. All right. And neutral. We're very neutral. We try to be. We try to come down like Switzerland and our Just boys. Like, yeah. Who are our boys over there? In Switzerland? The Lombago surfers, baby. Oh, I, I totally forgot about the surfers. What's yeah. been going on with the Lombago surfers? Any, any news? I haven't heard any news. Tony Thomas and the boys. Tony Thomas and the boys and the Lombago surfers. Well, we, we, got, we got four more. At least from, ba from Basel, ago. Switzerland. You are correct. Basel, Switzerland. We've got we've got um, we got four more tracks. Maybe we can get them in on one of them. Mm -hmm. But um, right now, though, what we do need to do is welcome back. What do we have? We have virtual generative AI, Corey, Corey Morissette from and the podcast will rock. Welcome, Corey. Going to read that list of podcasts on the Deep Dive Podcast Network that we're so proud to be a part of. Corey hit it. Very quickly, I'll run down the shows for you myself. John Mariano and Scott Haskin do a show called Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. They're teasing a farewell tour that's going to be dropping on Monday. Uh, myself Ooh. and John also do a show, Backtracks Theme Music, talking music and movies. Uh, Scott Haskin does the Right Heap, the Magicians podcast. Nate and John at the Deep Purple podcast. The Simple Men at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Matthew at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Riot's Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul Joan David at In the Lap of the Pods. Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. 
Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, George and Hattie at Judas Priestcast, Clay and Ryan, North by South Podcast, Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, Talking All Things Megadeth, Kevin Brown at the Tom Petty Project, and Kevin with his good buddy Randy Woods at Seaside Pod Review, Talking All Things Queen, Quinn at And Volume for All, Sav Nick, Stephen Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast, and Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. And don't forget to support... Our other friends like the Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast, You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast. Of course, the DLR cast and the Bogus Otis show, Pot of Thunder, still the uh, recognized symbol of excellence of rock and roll podcasting, booked on rock with Eric Sandwich, and dissect that film. Right on, dude. Thanks very much. All right, Wolfie, any, uh, we, we've gone over, and let's just go over one more time. What are those dates coming up? Accidental Breakdown, Westport, Connecticut, coming up in June. Two big dates. Actually, we're, we're, we're firing up the uh, tour buses as we are want to do uh, and, and hitting the road uh, all the way to Reading, Connecticut. Reading, Connecticut. All which right. is, you know, um, that's a full 18 minutes from my house. Uh, I was going to gonna ask if you were getting on the Reading Railroad. I think that's so, the only place where I know of a Reading. And the, and the tour bus, you know, that's, that's a pretty big vehicle. So that burns a lot of gas. So good news is the micro bus. We're only going. We're only going 18 minutes down the road to that. To well, thank you. God, you know, because we know that those those uh, tour logistics, you know, the 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 fuel, the drayage, right? You probably have a crew. We got a load unload. Oh God, yeah. You deal oh. with unions, right? Come on, unions, roadies. Um, no, there's no there's no bus. We just actually throw the stuff in the car and drive over oh. there. But and there's no roadies. But yeah, the Reading Beer Company. Uh, that's oh. like an out. We do like an outdoor thing and, and it's out on the, they have, you know, the, the whole big outdoor patio space Sweet. next to beer the garden. Yeah. Well, they're, they're brewing the beer. They have the, the beer kettles inside. They're brewing beer. They're serving beer. They they'll usually fire up the grill outside and be serving some, I don't know, some burgers or some brats or something. So it's, oh. it's quite a party party scene over there um, I'm, uh, I'm throwing an approving stank face in your direction man that sounds yeah. like a real so good time so that's in june and um and then um uh down at uh at the beach too uh in, that's uh, right Rip, we're going down to norwalk that's the other direction down over over to the to the beach down at uh calf pasture uh ripka's um you've got, got real gigs one. going on with real people yeah, we got a couple of places lined up. I think we're going to come back to Basso, which we which was the gig we were talking about earlier. Uh, uh, we're we're probably going to do that towards the end of May. So probably before those gigs, we'll 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 hopefully um, do do another Sunday at Basso, and then the other things will be coming up in June. Yeah, the summer starts to to heat up usually for us. A lot of the outdoor gigs and open air and and all that sort of thing so usually end up doing more private parties which is which is a lot of fun i don't know what you guys do jazz but i love doing um the private parties in the summer there's a lot yep. a lot of that going on so yep in fact our our little uh steel revenge outfit has a private party lined up in addition to the gigs that we're working this summer as well um but where can we find you on Facebook, Greg, is it Facebook? Yeah, Facebook.com slash Accidental Breakdown. Right on. So people should go check out that page, get all the details and the specifics for the gigs. 
Um, my little thing, you can go find uh, facebook.com slash steel revenge uh, info coming up on the gigs that we're doing this summer as well. Um, but you can find us on Twitter at regarding Lulu. You find us on Facebook at Facebook regarding Lulu. We are on Apple podcasts. We're on Google podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on the deep dive podcast network. You can find us almost anywhere these days where podcasts are being played. So, Hey, Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody, come listen to Lulu. What else do you have to do? I mean, what, what, Greg, I what, mean, you what, know, could be, what could be better than this, right? What could be better than putting yourself through tracks like Pumping Blood, Mistress Bread, Iced Honey, Metallica, Lou Reed, you know, and, we've and got a, and a hundred year old playwright, uh, hundred year old playwright, Tai Chi, we got heavy metal. We got and then all the all rock. the really all the chicken news that's that's fit to print. I mean, we've got all that the, and you know what? We gotta give a shout out to that chicken news uh and our friends over at Nando's. Um, we are working hard to get their endorsement to be the official podcast of Nando's and their wonderful peri peri sauce, which uh keep sending us your photos of your favorite Nando's uh chicken sauce. Um, you know, I think we've gotten to a place where we've matured and we're now, you know, our palate is, is to that place. It's where sophisticated. We can be very, very much, uh, a, a sophisticated chicken connoisseur and a chicken consumer. So we'll continue to do our job here at Lulu by bringing you all of our, you know, takes on what we find in this music and everything we can understand about chicken. Right. What, what do you think? I, you know, I know we're not there yet and I know it's it's really premature and it's just in the works. But what do you think about for a podcast name Buffalo Wings and Beyond? Ooh, beyond Buffalo. Wings. Beyond Buffalo. Beyond the Buffalo. Beyond Buffalo Wings. Beyond the Buffalo. Beyond the Buffalo. Be, beyond the Oysters. Beyond no. the Flying Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, yeah. You know what? I think with where we were going, I think we need to that's stop a, while we're that's ahead. A, that's a conversation for another day, but that's our cue. Um, it's uh, just to sort of put the tease out there. It's in the works. It's coming. <laughs> so to speak. So, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> get your plate of Rocky mountain oysters and your special dip in sauce. While and you enjoy, can, folks. enjoy and do the chicken dance. I'm uh, your co-host Chaz Charles, along with Greg Wolfie Wolf. We have been regarding Lulu yet again, and uh, we will do it one more time, or maybe a few four, more times. Four more times, I think. Four Hopefully. more times at least. But anyway, Possible. thank you all for coming out today. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. <laughs> all right. And we're out. We are out. <laughs>